Welcome, listeners, to another Transformation Church Sermon Podcast. Let's prepare our hearts to receive the Word of God. Come on, good morning, church. Man, we got a lot going on here. I want to encourage you to come to that encounter. We're we're believing for miracles and healing and and just, we changed it up a little bit. We have a time of prayer in the beginning. So we start at seven and then we'll have 15 minutes of praying together. And man, I'm so excited about all that God's doing in your life and our life as a church and just believing God to continue to expand our influence in the city and uh, just really seeing our, our, our lives transformed by making Jesus known. We simply keep it about Jesus. So I believe Jesus is here and I believe anything can happen in your life today. Come on, if you believe that, can you give him a little bit of praise? We're not, we're not here for tradition. We're not here for, we're not here for church attendance. We're not, we're not here because it's what we do in the South on Sunday. No, no, no. We're here because Jesus is here and anything can happen. And so I believe that God can do something in your life today. We've been in a series uh, about money and, uh, everybody look up somebody and say, uh, all the money. And, uh, this series is called side hustle. And so last week we really, um, talked about, uh, we, we aren't owners. Um, we are stewards. And so we looked at the concept of that God owns it all. The scriptures say God owns the earth. The earth is the, is the Lord's in all its fullness. That means, that means that if it's all his, that means you his. Look at somebody and say, you are his. You don't belong to you. You, you belong to him. If you're a Christian, I'm going to talk to Christians today. Um, if you're not a Christian and you're still deciding whether that, that's the way to go for your life, I would encourage you. It's the best decision you could ever make. Hopefully today you can make that decision to surrender your life to Jesus. But uh, as I talk about money, I, it, is, it is a talk about the heart. And so ultimately, uh, you have to have given your heart to, to God and to, for you to understand this message about money. And so we're going to jump into that. But I want to encourage you. Uh, this message today could change your life. I really believe it can. It changed my life, my family's life. Um, with all the pressure that's going on in the world, I think um, this message literally could change generations to come in your family. Uh, not because um, I think it's a cute title, side hustle, it is a nice graphic and all those kind of things, but I'm going to give you the Word of God today, and I really believe that the principles from the Word of God can change you. So I'm not an owner. That means I don't own my house, I don't own my cars, I don't own my my bank account, I don't own my 401. He owns it all. Come on. He owns it all. It's all his. The good news is if I'm an owner, that means I have to be a protector. And if I'm not an owner, I'm not the protector. If I'm not the owner, then he's the protector. He's the provider. He's the, I don't have to. So anything I do in life, when I go into my job, when I go into my interview, when I, when the economy's up or down, I'm not an owner. I'm like, God, this is your stuff. And so I ask you, Lord, to handle the, the issues. Everybody good when he takes the, the weight of the issues? And so God's got that. Um, today, uh, I want to give you some thoughts about when I grew up, uh, what we said, some old school, I'm going to date myself, some old school terms about money. Um, one, one of them, we said, it's all about the Benjamins. Come on, anybody? It's all about the Benjamins. Come on. Uh, skills to pay the bills. Come on, anybody? That's old. So my kids will look at me. They're probably going to be embarrassed. Say, skills to pay the bills. That's we said that. Um, Here's some terms uh, of modern day terms. My son's like, I don't know any of those terms, but, but several of them he does. The first one is called a Scrooge McDuckin. Anybody heard of a Scrooge McDuckin? Scrooge McDuckin is somebody who makes a lot of money, but usually in a crooked way. Uh, they're called a Scrooge McDuckin. Uh, you've got some other terms, making jack, stacking loot, rolling it in, making bread and honey, baking cake, uh, dead presidents, y'all heard of that, uh, dinero, dough, dub, brick, scratch, guap. <laughs> the guap. I don't know some of y'all who's heard of the guap. 
I thought my kids were saying guacamole, the guac. A few, a few years, months back, but they're actually saying guap. They're talking about the guap, the money, the drip, the guap, the drip, the finesse, the Gucci, the flex, right? That's all. <laughs> That's all about, all about money. <laughs> so, so the term I want to preach from today is a, is a modern term called secure the bag. Secure the bag. We're going to secure the bag today, all right? That's a term. We're going to get the bag. They call the bag money. We got to secure the bag. And so God's got a plan to secure the bag. I promise you his plan works. It never fails. And um, if we'll do it, if we'll learn from it, God can help you secure the bag. We all want a plan to secure our finances. We all want a plan to secure our money. We all uh, see the reports in the world, and there's a million ideas for security, but it's God's way when we secure the bag. It's his only way. I got this bag of apples, so we're going to secure the bag today. Come on, this is your bag. This is your income. This is every time you get paid, you get a bag. You get a, 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 an ability to pay all your bills. You get, uh, this is today, apples, obviously. We're going to talk about securing the bag. I am not an owner. I am a steward that I get this, this paycheck. I get, I don't know how many of you get paid twice a month. Uh, yeah, a couple of you, anybody get paid once a month? Uh, anybody get paid? <laughs> Praise God. All right. You get, you get this bag. You are a steward of it. Here's the beautiful thing. If I'm a steward, I'm not responsible for the brunt end of all the pressure. I'm not responsible to, 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 to get this. God's the provider. And I'm going to give you some ideas today about God providing finances. I'm going to give you three main ideas. I'm going to give you sub, three sub ideas under one of those main ideas. So I'm believing that there's no Scrooge McDuckins in our church. Come on, somebody. That uh, we are believing God. When we talk about the tithe, we'll start here. Number one, start with the tithe. Start with the tithe. If you want to secure the bag, if you want to have God's plan, start with the tithe. I'm going to talk to you a lot about just that's the, the foundation, the tithe. Tithe is a, is a, is a mathematical term, T-I-T-H-E. It means 10%, a tenth tithe, a tenth of your income, of your gross income, a tenth of your gross income. I'm going to just give you a disclaimer today. I'm going to come right at your heart today. And, and it's first service is a little quiet. It's a little clenched up, a little bit, a little scared. Again, I, I'm not taking an offering today. We're going we're gonna to do a big vision offering, radical generosity in December. First Sunday in December, we all come together. We do it every year. Uh, no manipulation. I ask you to pray for over a month. Ask God what he'd have you do and just obey his voice. That's all I ask. And so, and so today, though, when we're talking about finances, if you want to secure the bag, you have to start with the tithe. Leviticus 27.30 says this. And, at, and all the tithe of the land, whether of the seed of the land or the fruit of the tree, it's the Lord. It's holy. Listen to that. It's holy to the Lord. Holy just means it's set apart. It's, it's different. And so when you get paid, you get, uh, ten, you get, you get your entire um, income. And then so what God is saying is, I'm giving you uh, 10 pieces, whatever that amount is. I love that God is about percentages and isn't about a specific number. That means if we make a certain amount, it's a percentage. It's 10% of what we make. Or if that number grows, it's 10% of that. And so God wants to trust us with a percentage of what he's given us. And so he says, when you get 10, he goes, one is mine. He goes, it's holy. It's set apart to me. It, it's different. This is different. This portion is different. This is called the tithe. Here's the deal. This is whenever the, whatever hits your hand first, that's God's. Whatever comes out of the bag, not the, when you open up the bag, when you secure the bag, what hits your hand first is God's. Why? Because God doesn't ever want to be second place. He doesn't want any competition for your heart. 
He doesn't want to compete with Netflix, Hulu, Yoohoo, Yahoo. He, he doesn't want to compete for that. And so, so literally, he is first. That's 10%. Somebody say, well, the tithe is not, that was law. That wasn't the New Testament. That's not true. Uh, I can show you biblically, and we're going to get into some of that later today. But if you want to get real technical, the tithe actually started in the Garden of Eden. God said, I've given you all of this to enjoy, but don't touch this tree. The tithe was in the Garden of Eden. You know, many theologians, and I'm going to teach on it today, Jesus was God's tithe. Did God tithe? Yes, he tithed Jesus. The, God's first son for the rest of humanity. God's best son for the rest of humanity. So, so the tithe goes way before the law. Moses wrote the law. Tithe is not law. Tithe is not legalistic. Tithe, literally, Abraham tithed to Melchizedek. Melchizedek, he showed up. Jesus showed up in the Old Testament. And it was, they called him, the name was Melchizedek. That name means king of righteousness, king of peace. Come on, that's Jesus. Jesus shows up and Abraham paid a tithe to Melchizedek. And so it, it goes way before the law. I just want to kind of squash some of your legalistic terms and some of the thoughts that you have and excuses you have not to give God the tithe. Okay, is that all right? And so the tithe comes way before the law. And it's just, again, it's just the foundation. It's just me deciding I'm not an owner. I'm, I'm, I am a steward and this is God's. God is first. Malachi says it this way. Malachi 3, 10 through 11. Many of you know the verse. He says, bring all the tithes into the storehouse that there may be food in my house. Come on. It's good to have food in the house, right? We like, y'all, come on, y'all. Everybody get a cup of coffee. I'd like coffee today. It was good. We had good, good, good coffee here, I've heard. It's good to come to church. There's coffee. There's, there's outreach. There's feeding the, the, the hungry. There's worship. There's a band. Come on, there's some equipment. There's, there's a word of God I'm going to bring to you. There's food in the house. Not just about natural food, there's spiritual food in the house. Bring it into the house so there's food in my house for the community, for the nations, for the world. And so bring it into the house. Look what God says, that there may be food in my house and try me. Only place he says, test me. God's saying, test me, try me. Says the Lord, if I will not open up for you the windows of heaven and pour out for you such blessing that there will not be room enough for you to receive it. You can't even hold it all. He goes, this is, this is important, and I will rebuke the devourer for your sakes. Come on, I can't rebuke the devourer. I can't rebuke the devil off of my, my finances, my house, my car, my engine, my air unit. Come on. It's come, we thought our air was broke the other day. Heat. I'm like, man, it ain't working. Then all of a sudden, we, we're just like, Lord Jesus, I need to smell some heat. You know? And, and then we, it just started working. I'm like, thank you, God. Yeah, I, don't, I, I can't be, I, I want God to rebuke the devourer off of my stuff, right? He'll rebuke the devourer for your sakes so that he will not destroy the fruit of your ground, nor shall the vine fail to bear fruit for you in the field, says the Lord of hosts. The tithe, it's God's, it's 10%, it's holy. Some of you are like, I can't figure that out. I can't figure out 10%. You can figure out 33% at TJ Maxx every season. You do math quick. You don't even need a calculator, 33%. That's $33 off. But when we say tithe, you're like, oh, I don't know. And, and here's what Malachi said. He, he's talking to God's people. And I'm talking to you, to, to you today. If you're a child of God, God says, you, you've departed from me. God says, return to me. Return to me. And they say, how? And God says, you've, you've robbed me in tithes and offerings. You've, you've taken the tithe. He says, return it to me. Return it to me. And he goes, if you don't, you're under a curse. But if you will, then you'll have the blessing of heaven over your finances. Can I tell you, there's only one of two choices for your money. It's either blessed or cursed. You're like, well, that's a little heavy. No, no, no. It's the Bible. It's gravity. Gravity's real, somebody. Come on. And, and, you, and you're either under the blessing of gravity or under the curse of gravity. 
Gravity is going to bless you or curse you. The same thing, you can choose. It's your choice. Am I going to walk with my finances? Some of you might be like, well, my money's fine. I'm okay. I don't tithe. I don't do that. Ultimately, your money's under a curse. It's either under a curse or under a blessing. And Malachi says, how do I return to God? And he says, I want you to bring the tithes. And so it's interesting the way he says it. I want you to return it. Let me, let me, let me do this. You got any money in your wallet? No, no, you got any cash? Anybody who's got some cash? You got any cash? Uh-oh, she's rolling. Got that guap? Got that guap? Come on. Got that dough? I'll take some here. I'll take some here. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> so, so, so the Bible says, God, when, when the first thing that comes out of the bag hits your hand, it's mine. God says, it's holy. It's set apart. And we always talk about giving to God, and I'm going to give tithes. Can I tell you that the Bible does not say we give tithes. The Bible says we return tithes. If I have this money of yours, Terry, and I have this money of yours, Barbara, and I put it in a nice little gift card and write a nice little sweet note to you and return it to you and act like I gave you some kind of gift back, are you going to be like, man, you didn't give me no gift. That's the money that I loaned you. That's my money in the first place. How come is it that we think that we can give God a little bit of money and say, okay, I'm going to bring a little bit into the church or do this and then write some sweet note and think that we're giving God something? The reality is I can't give you what was already yours. I, I can't, this is yours. I, I, can't, I, can't, I can't put a bow on it and call it a gift. So we don't, we don't call tithing giving. It's not giving. We're not generous until we tithe and the tithe isn't ours. It's holy unto God. It's set apart. So what we say, and what I'm saying more about my own life is that I'm returning. When you tithe, you're returning to God what's already his. God, I'm returning the tithe. The Bible says return the tithe. We return that to God. And now we start there. It's 10%. I'm not under a curse. I'm not an owner. I'm a steward. And God gives me the rest to begin to steward. I've got these nine here to begin to steward and believe God that, hey, you're going to bless. I don't have enough skills. I don't have enough talent. God, I give you the tithe, and I trust you to bless this part of my life. Can 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 I tell you something? The first is important. Order of your life affects outcome of your life. God wants the order of your life to be him first, and then the rest can be blessed because it's actually not you on it, it's him on it. So I'm giving back or I'm returning to him what was his in the first place. Matthew 23, 23 says it this way. Some of you need to hear it from Jesus because you're not going to believe me. And so, so this is what Matthew 23, 23 says. It says that Jesus is rebuking the Pharisees because they're hypocritical about the tithe and actually doing more important things. But he says this, what sorrow awaits you teachers in religious law and you Pharisees, you hypocrites, for you are careful to tithe even the tiniest income from your herb gardens, but you ignore the more important aspects of the law, justice, mercy, and faith. He says, you should tithe. Come on, that's Jesus. Well, that's not in the New Testament. Jesus is the New Testament. I know some of y'all get legalistic. Like, well, he hasn't technically risen from the dead yet, so it's really not the New Testament. Come on, it's Jesus. <laughs> he, was, he was, is, and is to come, so he was in all, he was in all of it. It's Jesus. He says, you should tithe, yes, but, look, look, but don't neglect the more important things. He's saying we, the tithe isn't even the more important things. That's just the foundation. That's just the beginning. That's just, that's just where we just believe, God, you own it all. It's yours. I'm not, whatever comes out of the bag first is yours. I'm returning to you, and God, I'm going to be faithful and a steward over this other stuff. God, thank you. 
I'll just give this to you. You told me to be concerned now about the weightier things, mercy and faith and love and generosity. You and I should tithe. Jesus said so. And here's the reality. Most of us don't, or many times we don't. I don't want to say most of us. I could say most Christians don't because that's just the stat. That They don't because just the pressure of life, just the distractions and the pressure. And can I just say to you, like, would you, if you've already settled, I'm asking you last week, settle that I'm not an owner. If you'll just go there, I'm a steward and just make a decision like, you know what? I'm, I'm going to settle this. I ask you to put the principle in place before the pressure. Many of us don't put the principle in place because there's too much pressure. Well, there's pressure because you never put the principle in place. And if you just decide whether I'm doing well or doing bad, whether the economy's up or down, I am going to be under a blessing. No matter what it looks like, I'm going to put the principle in place. I promise you, God never fails according to his word. Malachi says he commands a blessing over your life. And here's the thing, not just over your money, over your kids, over your job, over, over your life. There's a commanded blessing that you can't contain it. So here's three thoughts about the tithe. Y'all with me? Three thoughts. Number one, it reinforces a God-first life. It just, it just reinforces. It just reminds me that, I say it this way, it dethrones me. It's so big about getting me off the throne and making my own decisions and ruling my own. It dethrones you when you actually decide, I'm going to actually give this back to you. It reinforces that, God, you are first. Many of you say, well, how do I give all my heart? Can I tell you, you can open up your checkbook and look, and if you're tithe, if all of it, 10% of it doesn't go to God, he doesn't have all your heart. I'm just going to be honest with you today. It's just, you're like, well, that's weird. That's money. Yes, your heart, he says, where your treasure is, there your heart is. When he says, return to me, give the tenth. What's beautiful about the tenth, it represents your whole life. And I'll get into that in a minute, but it represents all of you. And so literally, it reinforces a God-first life. God, you're first in my life, no matter what. I don't have enough skill. I don't have enough talent. I don't have enough capability to, to be first. I need you to be, God. I'm not going to allow Netflix to be first. I'm not going to allow Hulu to be first. I'm not going to allow the mortgage company to be first. I'm not going to allow the, 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 the government to be first. You know? What was it before or after taxes? Who's first? Who's first? Well, it comes out automatic. <laughs> oh, it's quiet in this church. <laughs> most people, I just want, most, a lot of us don't know how to have a God first life. This is it. And it's not about a certain number, it's about a percentage. So, so just, it reinforces a God first life. Number two, it protects us from selfish living. Come on, we all, I got golf clubs I got my eye on right now, somebody. I told my son, as soon as I shoot under an 80, as soon as I break 80 legitimately with no cheating, because Jim cheats and I have to cheat a little bit to keep up with him. <laughs> as soon as I break 80, I'm buying new golf clubs and giving mine to my son. You know, I'm like, yeah, you can have them. So he's praying for me to break 80. He's like, oh God, help dad break 80. You know, but the reality is there's, there's, there's things we want, there's stuff, there's stuff we want to buy. We all, there's so much and there's easy to get distracted with all the materialism. And so every time I tithe, it reminds me, you know, I'm not just living for selfish living. I'm not just living for myself. So God, thank you. It takes the pressure off. I'm trying to take the pressure and anxiety and worry and fear and divorce off your life. I'm trying to secure the bag for you. Number three, and this is probably the most important, I, I think, or the biggest effect. It redeems the rest. It, 
It redeems the rest. Let me teach you for a minute. When you tithe, when you give 10%, this is a tenth. There's, there's nine here. There's one here that's a tenth. It's a tithe, 10%. So when you, give, when you give a tenth, it redeems the rest. Hear me. Jesus was God's tithe. When God gave Jesus, it was the first and the best for the rest. When God accepted Jesus, God is big into representation. If it wasn't the case, you wouldn't be saved. If God didn't accept representation, you wouldn't be saved. Jesus died for all of humanity, his first and his best for all the rest. Jesus was accepted, so therefore I'm accepted. Jesus went to the cross and God accepted that, therefore I'm accepted. So when you give the 10%, what you're saying is, God, I'm giving you the entirety of it. If you make $10 and you give him one, it represents the whole 10. When you give him, a, when you make a thousand, you give him a hundred, it represents the whole thousand. When you make a million and you give him a hundred thousand, it represents the whole million. Here's the beauty of that. It redeems the whole million. It redeems my whole life. It, it purchases back all of it in God's eyes. Why? Why? Why 10? Why 10? Because 10 is the complete number until you go to the next level. 10 on, on a number scale, it's the highest you can go until you go to 11. So 11 is just 10 plus one. It's 11 is just one to the next level of 10. So 10 is a complete number. It's a finality. It speaks of completion. In music, it's octaves. There's eight octaves, and then you go to a next level. With 10, you have, you, you have, you have completion and then the next level. The beauty of that is when you give one-tenth to God, it's actually like you're giving all of it to God, and God sees it. It's like, wow, you've given me the whole thing. You've now you've redeemed back the rest of your activity and life and work and skills and talent and heart. God accepts it. Thank God. He's a, he's a God that wants all, but can I tell you, that's just 10%. That's beautiful. Thank you. And then if he can trust you, why is it a percentage? Because if he can trust me to be first, put him first, he can trust me with more because I've put him first. I think sometimes we want full coverage. I mean, God said, you can be under my covering. I can rebuke the devourer. And, and we want full blessing and full coverage, but we don't want to pay what is his. Like we, we pay tithe. I was getting health insurance years ago and they had a cheap premium for my family. It was like 250 bucks a month. There's five of us. That's pretty cheap, I guess. At the time, there was another one that was like 500 bucks a month. And I was like, I'll take the 250. And they were like, okay, yes, that's great. And they said, but hey, one clause in that it only covers you in your county. I'm like, what? You mean my country? They're <laughs> like, no, it covers you in your county. I'm like, I travel everywhere. Like, I go outside of the, the county. Like, I go to, I go to other counties. <laughs> I'm like, well, you're going to have to give a bigger premium. I'm like, I'll take the bigger premium. Here's the reality. Many Christians want a low premium and expect God to cover you all over the planet. In the natural, we understand it doesn't work that way. In the spiritual, listen, God is God in the mountains, in the valleys. God, God is God in a good economy, a bad economy. God is God in Israel, in Egypt, in Europe, in Africa, in America. When I bring the tithe up under God, I come up under a divine policy of God. God, wherever I go, you're the owner. I give it to you. Jesus was that tithe, and I'm accepted because he is. Come on. This is devil chasing stuff right here. This is don't mess with me. I'm under God's policy, devil. You can't mess with me. I want to chase the devil off. And here's the reality. I think you and I want to do the same thing. I think you want to do the same thing. I would say this. This is what my family and I have done. And I'm going to be real vulnerable. I don't talk about this all the time. And I, you've never heard me even say this. But my family and I, we, we automate the tithe. We can go on our app. You can go on our website. And I'm just asking you today. I'm, I'm just being bold enough to say, you know what? Quit playing with God. 
Like, whether you go to this church or another church, I would say the same thing. It's not about we, we need the money. It's not that. I want your life with God to be secure in a new... I'm your pastor. If I'm your pastor, it's not about money. It's about your life with God. My family and I have, have automated the tithe in our life. Uh, how can we think that we can automate Hulu and Netflix and YouTube TV, but leave God up to chance? How, do we automate, how is it that we automate our mortgage, but we leave God up to if I feel like it? I just, I'm just being honest with you today. So I would ask you like, you know, and I, I offered to buy anybody lunch for a service. So I, I, that offer stands today. <laughs> I know this is a heavy message. I'll buy you lunch. The, the, the reality is only, no one asked for a service. So don't all flood me second service, please. <laughs> Y'all gonna get me back. <laughs> I think that we just get pressure and get distracted. And sometimes, here's the reality, I don't think we have margin. Here's the second thing, the second thing. So number one, start with the tithe. Number two, be a good steward. Be a good steward. I think a lot of times we, we get paid and we've got these apples that God's called us to steward and, and we begin to have pressure and have life and the things we buy and some of the mistakes we've made or some of the things we didn't need or whatever, we begin to put these in, a, in our bucket. As we begin to put them in our bucket, you can't even see any margin. Our, our buckets are so big. Our budgets are so big. We don't steward well. You can't, everybody can see the nice house. Everybody can see the nice car. Everybody can see the nice clothes. Everybody can see all this, but there's no margin. Can't see any apples. There's no, like everything, the budget, the bucket's too big for our, for our income, so I'm just saying, would you be a good steward? Like, make some decisions. Like, you know what? I, I need margin. I don't want the anxiety. I don't want the pressure. I don't want the worry. I actually need to be a good steward. Let me give you a heavy revelation from the scriptures. Uh, spend less than you make. It's the financial scriptures. It's just like most Americans spend 115 to 118% of their income. And I don't know. I'm not, I'm not preaching. I'm talking to myself today, too. Like, like I had years ago, like, like I had to go sell the car. You're like, if I sell the car, I lose the money. That's okay. Quit making the same mistake year in and year out. Go ahead and sell it. Take the loss and then, and then actually go, okay, God, I'm not going to keep making the same mistake. I drove down to Atlanta. I had to rent a car to go pick up a car. And I, re- I had a little Geo Metro. went to Atlanta. And I went in and I got in the car. It was beautiful. Holy Spirit was just yelling on the inside. Do not do it. Do not buy it. Don't buy that. It was beautiful. I was like, God, I cannot drive the Geo Metro back to, to Knoxville because I will die in that little car in Atlanta traffic. This is, a, this is a salvation issue, oh God. Holy Spirit was like, don't do it. My wife was like, don't do it. They're kind of the same in that moment. They're talking. I ignored everything. I drove that thing back. In one year, I sold it and lost $10,000. Here's the reality. Like, like, that's okay because I hated that, but I, I, I got out of that bad decision. I'm just asking you, maybe you need to sell the car. You're paying $800 a month car payment. Are you serious? Whatever it might be. I like, like, and then just because so people can see it and think we're, we're something, like, you don't even know them. Like, a little guy tried to race me this morning. I'm like, I'm too old for that. <laughs> I'd have done it last year. No, I'm just kidding. I'd have done it when I had the car I sold. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. 
Maybe you need to get rid of the app. You Uber Eats every night. You don't have to eat out every night. Come on, my kids, they bring home Uber Eats. Some of my boys, really. My daughter doesn't do that. My boys, I'm like, you paid $27 for Wendy's, man? I used to walk to McDonald's for three bucks. Get $27 for Wendy's. Oh, dad is Uber Eats. You had to tip them and they did this. They show up at 11 o'clock at night. I'm like, that's stupid. They're not stupid. <laughs> but that $22 for Uber Eats for Wendy's, man, Wendy's should cost you $12, $7, like, $5. I compare everything to Chipotle, right? It's like, okay, that's a $12 lunch. Maybe you need to delete the app today. Maybe you just, I'm just talking about just beginning to steward and go, okay, I have a budget. I'm going to tell my money where to go. Here's the reality. If you don't steward well, you, you tithe and you end up blaming the tithe. Hear me. If you don't steward well, you'll try tithing once or twice and then you'll blame the tithe because you didn't steward well. But what's beautiful, look at this. The minute you downsize your actual bucket, your actual budget, you actually begin to see apples and actually have a little bit of margin in your life. The moment you say, you know what, I don't need all that. I don't know what you need to do. I don't know decisions you need to make. That's between you and God. But I'm just challenging today. Like this is a bucket that you probably won't get divorced out of. This is a bucket that you'll have a little margin in. This is a bucket you won't be anxious out of. A bucket that you actually have some on top. And now you can begin to see some margin. You can begin to steward that well. And you have margin in your life. The moment, here's what's beautiful. The moment you downsize your budget, you actually begin to pave a pathway for generosity. You can actually begin to cut up some of the margin and share some of it with your friends and family. Come on, I know I've touched it, but you have a little apple by else. Come on. Little apple right there. Yeah, good catch. Good catch. Yep. Begin to share with other people around me and begin to enjoy a little bit myself. Why? Why? Because I have margin. I, I can enjoy a little bit and I can cut it up and I can begin to share and I can begin to give some away and enjoy the vacation. God wants you to enjoy the boat, enjoy the golf clubs. I mean, Enjoy it. <laughs> just, just don't put it all on a credit card to go to Disney. Just begin to live with some margin so that you can, go to, you can go to Disney and be happy and not be anxious. And you can go wherever you go. And you can keep your life and you can keep your marriage and you can have margin. Here's what's beautiful about that. When we tasted that, when we ate that, we cut into the apple. I shared it. But I did not touch the seeds that were on the inside. That inside of this apple, there were seeds that you and I didn't eat just then. And the reality is the tithe is just the start, just the foundation. This is about securing the bag. This is about supernatural blessing and finance in your life. So we begin and say, okay, God, I'm going to tithe. And then I understand what that does in my life. Number two, I'm going to begin to budget. I'm going to, I'm going to begin to steward better. I'm going to make sure I'm a steward over the 90% you've given me. Can I tell you what stewardship is? Stewardship is the level of your income is what God can trust you with right now. That's just stewardship. Like whatever you, wherever you are in your life, God can trust us. And as God gives us the 90% to steward, and he goes, I can trust you with that. Okay, let me increase you a little bit more because you've been a good steward. That's the Bible. You've been faithful over a little. You're ruler over much. You control your spending. I control my spending. But then inside of that, there's these seeds. And, and the third th thought I want to give you today is don't eat your seed. 
Don't eat the seed. Don't, don't consume the seed. There's, 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 there's tithing, there's margin, and then all of a sudden now there's seed on the inside of the things in your bucket. Listen to me, many of you are praying for a financial miracle outside somewhere. I need a different job, I need a side hustle, I need more, I need more, I need this, I need that, I need some different streams of income. Your miracle is right inside of the margin that you've managed in your bucket. Your miracle is right inside of this, there are, there are forests of harvest inside of this seed right here. There's financial future inside of the seeds. You know that nature and God make seeds taste bitter on purpose. We don't eat the seed because they're bitter, because nature would automatically and naturally consume the seed. So God put a self-defense system inside the seed to make it taste bitter so that nature doesn't consume seed. It's not, it's not a, normal, a normal meal for nature. What God is saying to you and I is don't consume the very future of your financial blessing and security with the seed. So now you've tithed, you've managed, you've got margin, and now you've got seed to actually sow into the ground, sow into the earth when God says, I need you to be generous. When you show up at church, when you show up at your neighbor, I'm not talking about tithe. I'm talking about now I can buy somebody lunch today, or I can go and I can give and help somebody that's sick. I can help with a hospital bill. I can sow into my church. I can give into an offering in December where the church takes up, and we can sow seed together and expand and reach other people and change the world. The Bible says there'll always be seed time and harvest. Many of us do this. We say seed time and harvest. It's not that. It's there'll always be seed time and harvest. Time's in the middle of seed and harvest. Many of us get discouraged in the time it takes to see a harvest, but the Bible says there'll be seed time and harvest. Don't get discouraged when you put your seed into the ground. Come on, no farmer gets discouraged and worried. He puts the seed in the ground. He begins to sleep because something's happening in the earth. There's some sun shining. There's some nutrients in the soil. There's some work that he puts in, but there's seed in the ground. He can lay his head down and go, God, you got this. And the Bible says that we can trust God. Can I just tell you this whole message? It's not about treasure. It's not a treasure issue. It's a trust issue. Do we believe him? Not the reports, not the newscast, not the forecast. No, do we believe God? Yes, I'm going to settle. I'm going to make a decision that I'm going to be a steward. I'm not the owner. God, I'm going to tithe. I'll automate it. God, I'm going to put living uh, first in your hands. I'm God first life. I'm doing, I'm doing it. I'm asking you today. I'd ask you to just make that decision today. I just, I'm just bold enough to ask you. This is, this is God. It's the Bible. Are you, if you're a Christian, if you're not, this isn't to you because your heart's not God's yet. There'll be an opportunity for that today. But if your heart's his, I ask you to go all in with him and then begin to steward. God, how can I steward different? And then God, how can I sow seed? He says, I promise you, I promise you, if you'll test me, if you'll try me, my bucket's bigger than your bucket. That I'm not trying to take something from you, I'm trying to get something to you. That I'm a God of the universe and that if you'll try me, I'll open up the windows of heaven and I'll pour out so much blessing that you won't even be able to contain it. That my bucket's always bigger than your bucket. That you will never be able to handle the blessing that I'm trying to pour out on you. That you can't even contain it. I'm not trying to take something from you. I'm trying to pour something out on you. God, I trust you today. God, I worship you with my life today. And God, yes, my finances are yours. Whatever, whatever comes out first, God, whatever is first, it's yours. Whatever touches my hand first is yours, oh God. And then I'm going to live in generosity and margin to bless the planet. Come on, let me pray with you today. Father, thank you so much. Thank you that you have plenty. Thank you that you told us to test you, to try you, to bring the tithe into the storehouse and 
to see if you wouldn't open up the windows of heaven and pour out so much that we couldn't even contain it. God, I thank you for a generous a generous uh, salvation we have. I thank you for a generous covenant that we're in. I thank you for the generosity of people. I thank you for those that are sold out to you. I pray for people's faith today. I pray for no anxiety, for, for no guilt on anybody. Though this is not a message about guilt. I'm not trying to put guilt on anybody or pressure. I pray that no one would hear guilt or pressure. I, I pray that any of this has to be done by faith, and it takes a lot of faith and a lot of trust to walk here. But I think you've proven it to us. I think you've proven you're trustworthy. And I pray not just for our sake, but for our children's sake, for the planet's sake, for the, for the transformed lives that would take place around all the mission efforts and all the giving and all the messages that are going to go out of the gospel. God, I pray that our neighbors could hear about you and their lives be changed, that seeds would bring a harvest in these days, oh God. There's so much blessing you've given us. You've trusted us with so much. Help me to be a better steward. Help me to create margin. Lord, help me to to sow seed in faith and boldness and generosity and radically trust you. Or sometimes the seed that we sow does taste bitter. It's not easy. Sometimes there's a little bitter taste going, wow, I, that's what I'm supposed to, that's the number I'm supposed to do, Lord? That's what I'm, you want me to do that in one offer? That's a little tough. But I thank you that you've given us seed and margin. I pray for individuals' financial legacy in this room. I pray for their financial freedom. I pray... Lord, that you would supernaturally help them. Give them the resources. I thank you for a church full of resources that people would be bold enough and, and, and not shy to come and say, I need a little help. I need a little stewardship help. God, I pray that we could help meet those needs today. I pray for no shame, no, no, nobody hiding from mistakes. We've all made mistakes. And I just, I just ask for your scripture, Lord, that we can rebuke the devourer, but you would rebuke the devourer for our namesake. Would you do that in this house? Thank you for the gospel of generosity. Thank you for the blessing in this house. I pray that people could step into it, see a, an outcome in their life that they've never imagined. And then just for another second, if you're in this room and you've never given your life to Jesus, can I tell you that he gave his life so you could be accepted? It's the only way. It's the only way to be accepted through Jesus. He died. He represented all of us. He died as us. He died in our place. He took our sin, our shame, our guilt, our mistakes, our anger. He took our fear. He took all the worst of all of it. He took it all. And he nailed it to a tree publicly. If you're watching online today or you're in this room, you can have a fresh start with God. Every week we give people an opportunity. I don't know where you are. I don't know where you are with God, but maybe today you're running from God. Maybe you've been running. Today I'm telling you, you can run right back to God. You can run right back to his heart today and his life today. Jesus died and rose from the dead. It's true. 2,000 years ago, he came to this planet, lived perfect died on a tree for my sins and our shame and our guilt. And then he rose from the dead, proving to you and I, proving to the world that he is God and that he has life in his name. Maybe you've been here and you've done life in your own name. You've tried to lead your own life. You've tried to pave your own way. You've tried to secure your own bag per se, but you know, you need forgiveness and healing and you're tired of the shame and guilt. Come on. Jesus took all that at a tree. And then he rose from the dead. If you're watching online right now and you need a fresh start with God, the Bible says if you would just surrender to Jesus, just trust that he did what he said he did and proved it by raising him from the dead. If you just trust that, you get a fresh start with God. Would you just type in fresh start right now? I want to pray for you here in a second if that's you. And then if you're in this room, you say, Pastor, I need a fresh start today. Maybe you need a, a fresh start just in 
the first time. Maybe you've walked away from God for a long time. I don't know. It could be the first time or the first time in a long time, but you need a fresh start with God. No judgment, no shame, nobody looking around, heads bowed, eyes closed. Would you just slip your hand up to me? Pastor, I need a fresh start with God today. I'd be bold enough to tell you that. Pray for me. I need a fresh start with God. Awesome. Hold it up high so I can pray for you. Awesome. I need a fresh start. Awesome. Thank you for your courage. Thank you for your boldness. God, you see every hand and every heart right now. Lord, we thank you for a holy ground right now. I feel holy ground in this place. Thank you for those watching online right now. Lord, I sense your presence in this place. I sense freedom. I sense forgiveness. I sense peace right now. For those that just slipped their hand up, God, I just rebuke just terror and, and threats of the enemy. I just sense your peace flooding their life right now. You're the Prince of Peace, Jesus. I rebuke suicide and depression, Lord, off their life. I thank you, Lord, that peace would flood them like a river right now. Those that just said yes to you, you're the king of peace, Jesus. I'm going to pray a simple prayer with you. Just pray this prayer with me and mean it from your heart. The Bible says you shall be saved. Father, thank you for sending your son, Jesus. Jesus, I believe you're the prince of peace. I believe you died on that tree for me, as me, in my place. You took my sin, my guilt, my shame. I give it all to you right now. I repent. I turn from that life. And I turn to you. I believe you rose from the dead and you are God. I'll give you the rest of my days. I'll serve you. Fill me with your spirit until I see you face to face in Jesus' matchless name. Come on, let's give God some praise in this place. Wow. Thank you for listening to another Transformation Church sermon podcast. If you would like someone to pray with you or if you would like some ministry materials, please email us at hello at transformationchurch.us.